Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Wow, that was good. That was good. That was very unison. Yeah. Finger me, Carrie. I will. Mm, <sighs> Caitlin. I knew that was coming. Kate, no. Come on. You fingered me willingly the other day, by oh. the way, on our podcast. I did. Oh, and did I you? was like, is it Adam? I think you're the factor that makes uh, it weird for me. Actually, fingering <laughs> is a trademark of the Unpops Network, so <laughs> we'll just talk about it after the show. It's fine. I have some paperwork for you to sign. <laughs> Uh, gonna I'm going to need to get my lawyer here now, God, I guess. Can you imagine if fingering is what brings this, all, <laughs> this whole thing down? I wouldn't be surprised. I hate it so much. I would not be surprised. Yeah, if this we just get me. sued by some external company. Actually, we finger each other. We've been fingering each other every day for 15 years. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Man, I wish some things were as good as the first season of True Detective. Did you ever? Did you watch True Detective? I did. Did you watch True Detective, Carrie? I don't think so. Oh, my God. You saw it's coming back. They're right. doing season three. Yeah, but it's going to be weird because they got what's-his-name from, uh, not Westworld. The Big Bang Theory? No. Sheldon? I would, I would literally burn my own television if I found out that the creator- Are you sure? For, Wouldn't it be kind of cool no. if Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory was the lead in the next season of True Sheldon Detective? is good in anything except for The Big Bang. I'll exactly. say that. That's He's what I'm saying. He was, he plays a nerd. Right? No, I feel Not like he'd be great as a, as a really moody cop. I'm, I think Sheldon got Bob Sagitted, in my opinion. That guy, whoever plays Sheldon. Because Bob Saget was like a filthy stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. And auditioned and ended up being the dad on Full House. And whatever his name is, Sheldon guy. I don't um, think he has a name. He's a great <laughs> actor. He was in uh, The Normal Heart. Jim Parsons. That's his name. Are you making fun of me, or is that no? I think that is his name. Oh, and yeah, isn't is. he Jim like Parsons, he's I got like a PhD in like nerdiness? He does now. Like science he's got and math. An honorary PhD yeah, at least does. by now. Yeah, he does. I hate that show so much. It is. It's, it's been on forever. It's garbage. So what are we talking about today? Haunted stuff. Haunted items. Because Zach Baggins, our favorite ghost adventurer, 
we've talked about Zach Baggins, I think, when you were on yeah. like the weekly podcast. Long time ago. Yeah. I think maybe the first time you two were on, Yeah, we talked about Zach Baggins, who mm-hmm. is basically the Dane Cook of <laughs> ghost hunting. He's the best. Yeah, he really is. I actually like I like Ghost Adventures a lot. Ghost Adventures is great because he's so sincere. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel I think he cuz okay, so like if you're watching Ghost Hunters, right. with the Taps crew. Yeah. Um you kind of get this sense that they're taking this to a level that they don't even believe anymore. Right. And I don't appreciate that. I would pretty much watch anything that's if as long as the host of it really believes they have to believe it oh yeah for it to work and as a result like he's zach baggins just yeah. like he's it's he's it's entertaining to watch. i love watching him go in a basement and scream at ghosts and like threaten to physically fight them and shit he had an episode my husband and i were watching ghost adventures because i think it's on hulu like you can just watch episode oh, after is it? episode of it it's either I, hulu or amazon but i know what i'm doing the next three weeks <laughs> it's so fun so we were watching it and this they got you know they got a, a recording right yeah and it's like him and his other bro friend that he's brought on eventually yeah um, yeah i don't know he's <laughs> They, they are broed the fuck up they, in that yeah, outfit. Ed Hardy. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so funny. So they're sitting there listening to this, like, thing. And it's, you know, it's over and over again. It's, I was right. I was right. Oh, I yeah. Was right. So over and over again. And they're like, what is she saying? We're, we sat there for hours trying to figure out what the female ghost was saying. And then, I was right. And then in unison, they're like, I was raped. And then they <laughs> high five. <laughs> I was like, Baggins. my husband and I watched it like five times because it was the funniest. Oh, I was raped. Oh, like they like chest bumped. Like it was crazy. No, wait, bro. What if she said I love rape? Whoa. This ghost likes to party. I like when he goes to historical sites and he's like, this cannon was used in the Civil War. And then it cuts to him and like a Civil War expert. And he's like, so in the Civil War. How did they go about using this cannon? <laughs> the guy's like, well, they loaded the thing. Like, the experts are always like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, it's so Well, because he shows up wearing, like, Jinko jeans and fucking Ed Hardy t-shirts. Yeah, he's bedazzled every episode. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. This is current. It's not from, like, 2009. Crispy hair. It's been on for a while. Well, Ghost Adventures, I don't know if it's still on, but he's got a new show coming on that's about haunted items Fuck yeah. it premieres uh, at the beginning of april and that's how i found that's how i came up with the idea for we this. have to get him on our show oh yeah i bet we could I oh i would could. fucking love to have that because as much as i make fun of him that's sh- i love no, that show. i love him and he is super sincere so he's on twitter right <laughs> gary's gonna tweet at him z-a-k z-a-k b-a-g-a-n-s zach baggins Zach Baggins. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway, and, and so... Zach Baggins just bought the Dybbuk box. I, f- fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, he did for his haunted uh, museum that he's opening, which is a museum. He has my dream job. Yeah, yeah. Hosting? Just being a ghost hunter host. Yeah, that God, would be pretty great. That's the best job in the world. Yeah. And you, ne- no one ever gets sick of it. They could walk through the same Pennsylvania prison 40 times and 40 different shows, and I'd watch it every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. First you know which prison one. I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The one with uh, the sugar shack. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so sick. Did you ever watch Fear, which was an MTV show? I was show? just going to ask you. Oh, yeah. I really? loved that show. Why did they take it away? You know when it went downhill is when we they did Celebrity f- yeah. Fear. Yeah, yeah, that Nobody was Nobody cares. Mind it. I wanted to watch normal people get freaked out. Yeah, Fear was great. They God. would just put teens 
and young people in these fucking terrifying. Like that, weren't they like insane asylums and stuff? Insane yeah. asylums. Oh, yeah. I think they did the Queen Mary too. Like yeah. they did every like kind of all your classic. But they, yeah, they did that Pennsylvania prison. Yeah, that one was the scariest one. Yeah, just the name of that room, the Sugar, the sugar shack. shack. That's just so mm. fucked up. Shack. It's so. Uh, anyway, so Zach Baggins bought the Dybbuk box because, of course, he did. He's got all my dream money. Yeah. Just so you know, it's still on. Uh, when you type in Zach, it's the first one that yeah. pops up. Yeah. He has eight hundred thousand Twitter followers. So I'm hoping he pays attention to the messages that I sent him. Unpops fans. But yeah. mobilize. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Pretty like, scary fans tweet at Zach Baggins. To be on Pretty Scary. And say he should be on Pretty Scary on the Unpops network. Oh my he god. He says he lives in Las Vegas, but that's not far. We'll drive there. Yeah. I mean right. I, or he could even Skype in. Have Baggins will travel. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, we got our <laughs> new no, no, no. season, so it's still on. We're not wasting this on we're not wasting this on that's true. Skype. We're we're going to him if we have to. That's I'll, true. I'll take days yeah. off work. <laughs> and the Haunted Museum that he owns is in Vegas. Nice. So we could go there. Let's go to Vegas. Let's do Vegas, it. Vegas, baby. Let's Key West on the way back. Yeah, just a little swing. That may, yeah, that makes sense. I don't it's know why we would. It's on the way to LA. Would. Yeah. So the Dybbuk box. This, like most really good haunted mystery item stories, this story originated on eBay. Sure. Of course. Well, that's the, where the Island of Lost Souls exists. Yeah. eBay. In the early 2000s. Uh, it was a term that was first coined by a writer named Kevin Manis to describe a wine cabinet that he was auctioning off on eBay. And he, Kevin Manis is also a writer, and the subject of a story he wrote was this Dybbuk box. I feel like Kevin Manis is like the perfect name for that like annoying, gross, like spooky kid in high school. Yeah. Who wore top hats. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, there's Kevin Manis again. Like, like you hear about the Dybbuk box, and you're like, I bet Manis fucking owns that thing. Yeah, fucking Manis. <laughs> fucking Manis. Like, you see him in the hallway, and he's like, good day. And you're like, Jesus, <laughs> Manis, calm down. But he's one of those nerds who's like a self-righteous nerd, which yeah, oh, is yeah. nothing worse than a self-righteous no. nerd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Like, he owns it. He walks in the rain. Nope. Yep. Fuck people That's like him, that. though. That's Manis. I promise you that's Manis. It probably that, That's is. this guy for sure. So, uh, according to... Man, Manus! Manus! According to his story, he bought this box at an estate sale in 2003, and it belonged to a survivor of the Holocaust in German-occupied Poland named Havela, who had escaped to Spain and purchased it there before her immigration to the United States. And Havela's granddaughter told Manus that the box had been in Spain after the Holocaust, and upon hearing that it was a family heirloom, he offered to give it back to the family, but the granddaughter insisted he take it we don't want it, she said. But that was dun, nice. Dun. I feel like we're giving Manus a bad rap because it sounds like he was trying to do something nice and heartfelt for the family. Well, no, no, no. He, yeah, no, we're not giving him a bad rap. I, never I mean, said, we're talking shit about. No, we're I making fun we of a fictional. Shit we're making fun Manus. of a fictional Manus. Here's that what have we existed. know. Here's what we know about fictional Manus. He's the worst. He's but the he's worst not, guy. But he's not the. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's just. He's just very insecure. He's annoying. He's annoying. So he he reacts in annoying ways. But at the end of the day, Manus is not going to Columbine you. Let's yeah. just be really clear about this. Yeah. Like he would have had enough confidence to go up to like the head cheerleader and ask oh, her to prom. Right. Yeah. Like he yeah. just has no self aware. Yeah. Like he just doesn't okay, understand. I can see that. He doesn't know how to read a room. But he 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 knows how to do the right thing because you know at the end of the day, Manus is a good guy. 
Good. But, good. but seriously, though, I don't want to hang out with Manus. Yeah. This is all Manus' fault. Good guy with a Dybbuk box. So the, the granddaughter told him that this box had been kept in her grandmother's sewing room and it was never opened because a Dybbuk was said to live inside it. And Caitlin, what's a Dybbuk? It is a Jewish boogeyman. Jewish, Jewish monster. Jewish monster. Mm-hmm. Scary Jewish monster. I see them every Saturday around five walking down. No, those Wilshire. are actually just Jewish people. Oh. You're just looking at Jewish people. Oh. Yeah. That, this is the enemy of the Jewish people. The okay. Dybbuk. You don't want... Yeah, the Dybbuk is not... They, it's not Hasidic? The, no, well, that's just... I'm sure it's close, no, they, no, they're just... Those are just Hasidic Jewish people. So okay. uh, upon opening the box, he found that it contained two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair bound with cord, nope. which right there I'm no, shutting the I'm box done. and burning We're it. We're going to get rid of the box. A lock of black brown hair bound with a cord. No. A small statue engraved with the Hebrew word shalom. A small golden wine goblet. Yeah. One dried rosebud. Nope. And a single candle holder with four octopus-shaped legs. No, this is voodoo shit. This isn't... Yeah. I mean, this is like way out of the realm of... What does shalom mean? I think it's peace. Isn't it peace? It's peace. Then why would it be in that box? Maybe they're wanting peace. In the, mm, unless it's like an oxymoron. Trying to talk the Dybbuk into changing its ways. I don't. It's a spooky collection of shit. I mean, I. It really is, and he. This is where the story gets weird. He he wrote that he experienced a series of horrific nightmares shared with other people while they were in possession of the box, or when they stayed at his home while he had it. And this is the weird part. His mother suffered a stroke on the same day he gave her the box as a birthday present. So he gets this box in his house that's giving him these crazy nightmares, and he's like, "I know what to do with this." I'm giving it to my mom. See, I feel like that's a guy thing. Like guys, no, don't it's think a manis thing. Manis, Kevin really? Does, I feel he like just, that's just a guy thing. He just doesn't make good, good decision, good social moves. Yeah. So he killed. And of his, course, he like gives it to his mom because he's he thinks mom can solve it because he calls manis. his mom mother. Yeah, it's a mother situation for sure. Mm, for sure. And every oh, owner of mother? every owner of the box has reported that smells of cat urine or jasmine flowers. Either one, and um, nightmares involving than the other. and nightmares involving an old hag accompany the box. That's not good. No, you don't want old hag, old hag dreams. I've had an old hag dream. You have? Yes. Yeah, I've had a couple old hag dreams. I have nightmares about old hags. Old hags. Old hags. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> no, it's Caitlin. Hello, welcome back. Nice dipping box. <laughs> The last person to auction the box off on eBay, this thing keeps fucking selling on eBay, was named Yosef Nitsky. He was nope. a Missouri, he was a student at Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri. He claimed that the box caused lights to burn out in his house, bad times, and also his hair to fall out, which... Um, or that's hereditary. Nitsky, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's bullshit. Yeah, the hair falling out, I'm not gonna, I can't go with him on that journey. Yeah. And, uh, For your lights to burn out, I mean... That's weird. He, I mean, I don't think it's that weird. Maybe it was an electrical short. Maybe it was an old building. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Could have been. Could have been. Or it was the Dybbuk box. No. Which is not clear, this time. Way more logical. The hair definitely has me uh, feeling like that's not, not the case. Like, I feel like the Dybbuk box isn't going to fuck around, right? So it's like it's going to kill you or maim you. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to play with the lights. Yeah. Make or your I'm hair fall out. going like, to activate your receding like hairline. Yeah. Stuff. No. So the, the last owner before the bags took it over was the director of the Museum of Osteopathic Medicine, <laughs> also in Kirksville, Missouri, a man named Jason Haxton. He okay. bought the Dybbuk box from Josef Nitsky, 
and he consult Haxton consulted with rabbis to try and figure out a way to seal the dibbuk in the box again, mm-hmm. and apparently successful. He took the freshly resealed box and hid it at a secret location, which he refused to reveal until he sold it to Zach Baggins. When I first read that, I thought it was Rabbis, like Manus. Oh, Got it. sure. Got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> sure. I read it a few times. It was very confusing. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's like Rabbis is a Jewish religious leader. Fun fact. There's a movie about the Dybbuk box. It's called The Possession. Stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan of Grey's Anatomy fame. Wait, I've seen The Possession. It's about the Dybbuk box. Because yeah, remember, they're at the yard it, right? sale and the girl yeah, buys right. the box. I watched it today. It's actually good. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's I've not definitely the worst. seen worse horror movies. Yeah, I liked it better than The Conjuring, and everyone fucking loved The Conjuring. No, I like The Conjuring. You a lot liked more. it. I think I liked it. I, I didn't like it. I love The Conjuring. Scared mm. the scared the poop out of me. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, this movie is called The Possession, and it came out in 2012. It's pretty good. I watched it this morning. Yeah, it's okay. Doesn't really line up with the events uh, that people report about the Dybbuk box. Negative. Yeah, there's no, no... there's nothing... Nothing in my research revealed a girl who swallowed uh, murder of moths. No. And then became... Matis Yahoo is in the movie, okay? I, I know, I know. <laughs> okay? There's a lot I remember. I made a note <laughs> when I was watching the movie that a Matis Yahoo-looking motherfucker shows up, uh-huh. and I had to erase the note because I realized it was him. Well, because you just don't expect it to be him. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was making a really good joke, and I'm like, oh, shit. No, that's him. He's in it. <laughs> like, oh, He's in it. He raps. Being, he actually funny. raps. funny. I'm yeah. just being accurate. That's how, we, that's, that's how he gets the Dybbuk back in the box. Matis Yahoo. Spit some oh bars. God. Spit some hot bars. It's is a he weird... a rapper? I don't know. Yeah. He sure is. He He's is. an Orthodox Jewish rapper. I've probably seen him walking down Wilshire Saturdays at five. Probably. Yeah. I, I would expect. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the Dybbuk box. Zach Baggins is going to put it in his haunted museum, which also features Michael Jackson's propofol chair, which is the, the yeah. chair his doctor sat in and monitored him with when he... So he wasn't in it. His doctor would sit there when he monitored him. Yeah. The doctor who basically killed him would. Who only served four years is already out. Conrad? Some, yeah. Yeah. Something Conrad? Yeah. I mean, you can only blame a doctor for so much. That's the weirdest part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, they've got some wiggle room. You know, they're, they're, I mean, he was a terrible doctor and yeah. a bad person, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's at, just. At some point, the person's. I think they should have fried him. <laughs> going hard they could have put him in dr kevorkian's death mobile which yeah, is also have. in zach baggins i really want to go to this museum i definitely it's want my to. kind of thing yeah let's, let's be friends with zach baggins i just think it makes the most sense yeah i don't know why we're not already we will be yeah carrie's gonna date him carrie's gonna at least sleep with him at least please 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 that but would... not until after we get thank you like a special vip tour of the honda museum i appreciate yeah. that Get him on then the podcast. As soon as we too. get to the end, to like the gift shop, I'll take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clothes. And yeah, you Adam guys and I can purchase whatever you want. <laughs> well, I, th- I think we'll make a few purchases. <laughs> I okay. definitely am going to walk away with at least a get bug. me a haunted museum shot glass. Oh, please. of course, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I went to the haunted museum and all I got was this lousy Dybbuk box. I like That's it. That's what the shirt says. I like it. Next. Should we talk about Robert the Doll next? Yeah, except the marketing in this is all wrong. <laughs> yeah, what a boring name. I mean. It? If you're going to haunt a doll, Robert? Yeah. The opening lines of the Wikipedia page about Robert the doll are Robert, otherwise known as Robert the doll. <laughs> That's 
fancy nickname or Robert the Haunted Doll or Robert the Enchanted Doll. I don't like I don't like whimsy. No, no. Not a fan of whimsy. Not when it's fake whimsy and it's all actually whims- Robert. All whimsy is fake. It's actually Robert the Murder Doll. This is a doll that was once owned by Key West painter and author Robert Eugene Otto. Mm. And the doll is alleged to be cursed. It's also the inspiration for Chucky from the 80s horror movie films Child Chucky play. Inspo. Which, the thing is, this doll looks nothing like Chucky. Yeah, Hollywood does that. It, it's almost creepy. Wait, it's a sailor. Yeah, it's a sailor holding a dog, which we never hear the dog's story. No. no. We don't know if this is a haunted but dog. But the dog does look like a once help, like a once out of his lap. Maybe the dog is the one that's that's actually doing everything. I just think this is a poorly made doll. It looks like Pinocchio. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it does. There's like want a, to be a real life boy. Yeah, I got no strings to hold me down. So Robert the doll. Uh, <laughs> great. Again, really great name. Yeah. This yeah. Is, uh, uh, supposedly, the, the movie really writes itself. Yeah, it does. Uh, supposedly this doll was given to Robert Otto in 1980, 1906 by a Bahamian servant who practiced black magic and voodoo. Don't accept gifts from voodoo people. No, no. That, Just don't, don't especially and, a fucking doll. Yeah. Don't yeah, why would you Step take Step 1? <laughs> yeah, that's like Voodoo 101. Yeah, it'd be one thing if you're like they made me tea. That's bad, but you could Yeah. yeah but a doll, it's like that's their whole racket. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just read something saying that Voodoo gets a bad rap and it's not all bad. I'm sure that there's a bunch of people that defend Voodoo. There's got to be. Yeah. Which is fine, but if somebody's like here I practice voodoo and I made this doll for you. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm out. Uh, I think certain cultures. <laughs> this is how Carrie ends up with. Yep, a this is how Carrie dies. Haunted doll. <laughs> oh God, Carrie's like, let's give the doll a chance. This His, is this is a big difference between me and Carrie here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like no, and Carrie's like, well, I don't know. Um, what if I start cursing people and the doll becomes an alcoholic and like we switch like Freaky Friday? Oh yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> the Robert the Alcoholic Dog doll. doll. Yeah. With a dog. With a dog. He's holding a small dog. Anyway, go ahead, Adam. So Otto's parents would often hear him talking to the doll, and at first they assumed he was just answering himself in a changed voice, but later they claimed the doll was actually speaking. What's worse, talking doll or your child answering in a weird voice? Uh, the child answering in they, a weird yeah. voice. This is like your mannequin thing. Like, it's scarier if you find a mannequin. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, my or, mannequin. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't want to harp on it. But or Jay Moore's mannequin There's actually thing. a lot of mannequin things <laughs> out there now. I forgot about this That's fucking joke. Oh, yeah, we all have a mannequin joke. It's the Bermuda Triangle of jokes. <laughs> that joke is my Robert the doll. It's going to haunt me <laughs> for the rest of my fucking life. Oh, my God. The doll doesn't even look like he has lips, though. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that doll. No. But we can get a replica of it from the museum where the doll is now housed, which is in Key West, Florida. I, I looked at it today, twenty nine ninety five for an adorable little rec- why, replica that can sit on the table when we why record. Why is the doll in the museum? Well, that's, I don't understand. That's where they go. That, I feel <laughs> that's like museums, where they go, Caitlin. They take away their power, I think. Once I, you put it in the I, museum, everyone's or safe. Or if it's night at the museum and when the lights... Go oh off. yeah, it's when just the like the security guard. Go down and like all these haunted yeah. dolls Museum. coming to life. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just just Robert the doll and Robin Williams running around haunted museum. That's where he lives forever, forever, forever. Why is I don't I don't understand this one and why we think the dolls haunted just because they 
heard a voice. Oh, that's right. I forgot yes. about the moving around. Yeah, the neighbors also claimed to see the doll moving from window to window when the family was out. All I imagined in that was the rocking around the Christmas tree scene from Home Alone. <laughs> like, a good one. just Macaulay Culkin, like, moving some ropes around, and the doll's like, hey, I'm a real boy. Like, So really, Otto's the one who's, like, manufacturing yeah, the content. Yeah, I think the kid had some mental problems. There's also a movie about this doll, but it looks really bad. And I don't mean child's play. There's a they they did not do the doll any justice. The Curse of Robert. Why didn't we watch this before? There's a Conjuring Three coming See, exactly. Out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Emily Barker is a cash drop student trying to make money as a cleaner, working nights at the East Falls Museum. That's how it always happens. That is. That's exactly how it happens. When did this come out? This was Dude, last 2016. Year. Yeah. One exhibit. Okay, so every, see, every one of these dolls looks creepier than the real yeah, Robert. All dolls are creepy. Doll. Oh, yeah, for sure. Get to the point. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Wait, that's much scarier than the real doll. Yeah. That's kind of always the way. Like, why can't they turn on the lights? You know what we should do? We should host an Unpops movie screening night for a fundraiser. We should rent a theater. We should. And do one of these things. Like, whatever the stupid movie is. I've always wanted to use a movie to make money, like, do fundraising. Yeah. I, I, I just down. don't know what the, impl- like, what the legal. Can we do a fundraiser where we kill Jeff? Why? Is I think, there. I think that movie's just called The. Pr- you guys, there's dolls fighting. That doll looks like Robert there Redford. There were two and bleeding. Oh, wait, dolls no, bleeding. fighting in this preview. The doll looks like Robert Redford. It looks like a young Robert You're right. Redford. Yeah, I mean, the way they run, though, very poor. I, I assume like yeah. the Mothman. Yeah, yeah, it's a clumsy runner. <laughs> it's a clumsy runner <laughs> for sure. So funny to me. And you know what? That and the head... real Robert does have a pretty unremarkable. <laughs> yeah, unremarkable. Head. I uh... it's very unremarkable. Oh my god. Oh, the poor Mothman. <laughs> poor, poor, unremarkable Mothman. So the only thing haunted those. The only thing out of that story to me that seemed super haunted was the random move that the neighbors all claimed that the doll was moving. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm imagining some like Muppet like run across the house in silhouette, <laughs> like, like it's a doll. Like it's anyway. Does yeah. tiny, tiny doll have a voice? I have to. Hi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of whimsical and musical. Welcome home. <laughs> I'm Robert the doll. How was your day? I want to drink your blood. What? <laughs> Good morning, Adam. Boy, it's sure nice to see you alive again. Let's hope tomorrow we have the same kind of result. You okay, me, Robert. You owe me $9,000. <laughs> For what? For buying me. So wait, Robert, <laughs> the doll is an extortionist? Not an extortionist. I'm just creative in the way I raise funds. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to have to pee your whole life and not have the members to do it. <laughs> My name is Robert the doll. I still got to pee. <laughs> I eat your moth. Oh, poor Robert. Poor Annabelle, too. I don't feel bad for Annabelle. This is the this is the one that actually creeps me out. Yeah, this is the doll that inspired The Conjuring. Well, it didn't inspire The Conjuring. It's the first story in The Conjuring. And then it inspired one of the dumbest movies ever, Annabelle. I've never seen Annabelle, but it's I didn't like The Conjuring. We so t- bad. You talked about that. Well, you said it I didn't like five the, minutes ago. Yeah. I so didn't, tell us why. I didn't. I thought it was just, I thought it was boring. Uh, I thought people made too much of a deal out of how, oh, you don't see the monster till like way in the end. 
And it's like, yeah, because it looked like a bullshit fake witch standing on top of a wardrobe. Uh, I loved it. I hated it. I really loved it. Did you see The Conjuring 2? Yeah, I liked that one too. I liked The Conjuring 2 better than It was a good sequel. The first I th- I think The Insidious franchise is a better franchise than the than The Conjuring franchise. I got to watch that again. I haven't been able to get into Insidious. I don't know what it is. I like both of the I like James Wan as a director a yeah. lot. Like I just think he's he's an interesting. He does things in an interesting way. Yeah. It's just nice to see different stuff. <laughs> like so the first time I watched The Conjuring, uh-huh. I was alone. No. Nope, and that would not have Nope. Yeah, you said it was really scary. I think it was like 8 p.m. It wasn't that late. Uh, maybe it was late. Whatever. I was by myself watching, and all of a sudden there was a knock on my door, and like no. I wasn't expecting oh, anybody. Oh, my God. Nope. And I didn't answer it in case it was a ghost or a demon or Clearly. something. Clearly. And then the next morning when I woke up, it was a rose and a bottle of wine <laughs> from... From the unicorn card guy? Yes, the yes! unicorn card guy. There was... <laughs> That sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. The unicorn guard guy. There was this comedian that I had met. And like, Fell hard for Carrie. Well, he had had uh, t- not just one, two breast reduction surgeries. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Adventures got- in dating with Carrie. And I remember just like, what if we have to share a bra one day? Mm. Right? That's just not something I want in common with the, my guy. So whatever. It, was, it didn't only last like a month or two. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really want to hang out anymore. And after his shows, he would drive down to Long Beach and leave flowers and wine on my doorstep. And so I'd wake up in the morning. It was like a wine rose fairy had that's, visited in the middle of the night. Yeah, but that's the- scarier than a haunted dog. <laughs> wait, but wait, it's, I love this story so much. So then I see him at uh, a show I was doing at the Ha Ha Cafe, and we talk a little bit, and then he leaves, and I was like, oh, he left, like, what, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I see him walking down the street, and he puts a card in front of me, and he goes, read it later. I was like, (laughs) okay, so of course, I go to the bathroom and immediately open it up, as to which rose petals fell out of it. Yikes. (laughs) So I'm in the bathroom of the Ha Ha Cafe trying to scoop up rose petals before I go on. And I, I read <laughs> but, it, but and it says, I still have a picture of it. I'll show you. Dear Carrie, I hope that you come over tonight. I'm going to put a thousand rose petals all over my bed. I want to make you come with my mouth and my whole body. <laughs> wow. Which I don't know if that's even physically possible. The mouth part is possible. Well, yeah, yeah, the mouth part seems do it, but the whole... Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, put his elbow into it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what then, is that? He's going to do a dance. Because my friend and I had drove together, and so he's <laughs> driving home, and I'm in the passenger seat, and all of a sudden, this guy texts me, and he's like, so you're going to come over? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I can. Like, I have to get up early. And then he sends me a picture of his bed with a candle lit next to it and all these rose petals. And I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I can't come over. And I just imagined him blowing out the candle and like <laughs> taking a wastebasket. <laughs> getting all the rose petals I off mean, his bed he just he needed a more solid plan than to just what a sad night <laughs> for, oh, him. Man. for him but i got some free wine for a while this it's is like being part of a wine club that i had not signed up for and this is why like the mra movement think they have legs because they're like see this guy went out of his way to be nice to her they don't see how creepy this is and uh, it's fucking manis all anyway, over again the conjuring that's what i was talking about yeah anyway the conjuring. <laughs> It all comes full circle. 
So Annabelle, Annabelle's a Raggedy Ann doll, which as a kid, those scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, those were gross They're, anyway. They were creepy but on their own. That is alleged by demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren to be haunted. I think this couple is This fantastic. couple is very interesting. Power couple. Oh, yeah. they what? are Now, they are the basis of the Conjuring yeah. movies. Totally. Those movies are based on their Those people, stories. What was the Linda Blair one? The Exorcist. Yeah, so... No, That's no, no, not no. Amityville Horror, right? Was Lorraine Warren? Yeah. Amityville Horror yeah. is another Warren, Ed and Lorraine yeah, Warren yeah. story. But I love as we get to the bottom because whoever they're interviewing does not like the Warrens clearly. Oh, really? You There's, mean at the bottom of the notes? Yeah. Oh, okay. That you put together? There's a lot of people mm, that... I don't are, remember that. There's a, there, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are angry at the Warrens. Finger yeah. me. I felt like that ended <laughs> Finger <weird>. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this doll right now lives in a glass box at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Another museum we need to go to. Of course. Which, uh, remember the haunting, remember Haunting in Connecticut? Yeah. That you know, movie? Yes. And then the second movie. Nobody mo- ever. And then the second movie was called Haunting in Connecticut. Haunting in Connecticut. The Ghosts of Georgia. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I do remember that. When that came out. And you're I, looking at a woman who's seen both. When I, yeah, I have too. When it came out, I tweeted a Haunting in Connecticut title for each of the 50 states. That's hilarious. <laughs> but wasn't like Georgia like a female name? No. It was no, like a no, state. it took no, place in yeah. Georgia. Counting in Connecticut colon Georgia. Like it was not good. Yeah. Also, I remember like I was excited to see Haunting in Connecticut because I like exorcism stories yeah. a lot. And the ending is such a bummer. It's like yeah. not okay. Donald Sutherland is like messing around with his. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's bad. <sighs> I would have rather it just been the devil. Thank you very much. Yeah, that would have been more comforting. So this this doll, she's been compared to Robert the doll, although she has a slightly more remarkable head. Of course she's <laughs> been compared to Robert the doll. Yeah. Her running, much Patriarchy. more streamlined. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Ed and Lorraine Warren, a student nurse was given this Raggedy Ann doll in 1970, but after the doll behaved strangely... A psychic medium told the student the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl named Annabelle Higgins. Annabelle Higgins. And supposedly the student nurse and her roommate first tried to accept and nurture the spirit-possessed doll, which, come on, what are you doing? How is that plan A? Yeah, but they eventually became frightened by the doll's malicious behavior and contacted the Warrens who removed the doll to their museum after pronouncing it demonically possessed. I just realized that if Carrie and I were nurses in training in 1970 (laughs) living together with a goddamn haunted doll, she would make me try to nurture the fucking doll first. Like a wounded baby bird. She would. She'd be like, let's try to work this out Well, if it works, then you got like a real live doll that's nice, like an actual doll. And I'd be like, Carrie... I'd be like Mark Wahlberg, and it would be like Ted. Yep. That's what she'd imagine, but I would immediately go to death. I'd be like, we're going to die because of this damn doll. And Carrie'd be like, just give it a couple days. And I'd be like, oh, fine. Carrie'd be like, no, you're going to die because of this doll. Because <laughs> you didn't help we, it out. And it knows. We have talked about it. <laughs> tried to talk her out of it. but Caitlin, I will lock it in my room. You won't even know it's here. Yeah, I know. That's how and that would. will pick the locks yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll wake up and it'll be holding a pillow. Yeah, exactly. Right over your face. Yep. That's how it would go. So... Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's a lot of really shitty quotes about the Warrens at the end of this. Texas yeah. State Texas State University Assistant Professor of Religious Studies Joseph Laycock <laughs> Laycock <laughs> says most skeptics have dismissed the Warrens Museum as full of off-the-shelf Halloween junk, dolls, and toys, books you could buy at any bookstore. 
Laycock calls the Annabelle legend an interesting case study in the relationship between pop culture and paranormal folklore. Folklore. Laycock's a hater. He is. He's a huge hater. And he also suggested that the idea of demonically possessed dolls allows modern demonologists to find supernatural evil in the most banal and domestic of places. I want to meet a modern demonologist. Where the fuck do we find? Let's get these the people? Warrens on this fucking they're podcast. Both, they're dead. Yeah. Well, I feel like that shouldn't <laughs> stop us. I'll okay. still tweet at them. Given their back, <laughs> yeah. Given their background, I feel like they can make it happen. Okay, fine. I'm just saying, like, this guy's like pissed because of all the other demonologists that are. Can carrying... we do a seance on one of these podcasts? Yes, absolutely. <gasps> can we play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yep. We need to bring a psychic in here to do a yes. seance. Yes. And then what they'll we have need. to bless your place with sage. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, smudge it. Smudge it. Smudge it good. And then probably put salt in front of your door. So they did that to my friend Jacqueline's. They I've, saged it and put salt in front of the doors. I can't remember what that Keeps the bad spirits out. Do you, the, uh, have you watched the, – you've seen the Paranormal Activity movies, right? I love those movies. I do, well, too. one of them I really don't like, but most remember of them the, I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one where they put the salt down and then you just see the crazy footprints. That's the first the one. Salt. I love it. Yeah, it's so fucking the good. The first one is so oh. good. Yeah, it really is. It's like the Blair Witch Project. It's up yeah. there. It's like, yeah, the oh, yeah, this Blair is Witch cool. Blair Witch is great. The yep. Blair Witch remake was stupid. Yeah, did you see the third one that came out, too? Yeah, the most recent one. That's yeah. the one I mean. Garbage. Total yeah. garbage. I don't really like watching sequels for that reason. I got yeah. it. They have my money. I'm stuck. Yeah, I, I gotta still go see, see it. I gotta Some see people it like happy hours. Some people like movies. You're right. You're right. I like both, but more of the... Yeah, you're right. It's more of Some the... Some people like weed dispensaries. We I all have our thing. Fucking love them. <sighs> uh, Annabelle. I put in the notes that I also watched Annabelle today, but no, I took a nap instead. Good. I was going to watch it. <laughs> Annabelle is one of the most frustrating movies I've ever seen in my life because the lead character, the lead woman... The, this is my impression of her the whole time. Everything she says is exactly this. Nope. It, the whole movie is like that. By I the end, like you guys constantly turning up your volume and turning it yeah, down when yes, somebody else yes. speaks. I saw that shit in the theater, and yeah. all, everybody in the theater was like leaning forward, like, "What is she saying?" Yeah, I would. I would. Negative. Th- that would haunt me trying yeah. to watch that. I like this bunk bed story. Yeah, let's take a sharp turn in haunted items and talk about the Tallman bunk beds. Yeah, we at this point we're departing from dolls and moving straight into furniture. Yeah, it's this happened in Wisconsin. Most of my family lives in Wisconsin. This was in shout out, shout out to the Dub I in 1987. This uh, this story is from a website called cultofweird.com, and they have a story about the haunted Tallman House in Horicon, Wisconsin. But specifically, the bunk beds, the haunted bunk beds that caused all this in 1987. A family living in Horicon, Wisconsin. Uh, was gripped by what may be the only case ever of haunted children's bedroom furniture. I hope so. I hope it's the only yeah, case. Yeah, I hope it's not an epidemic. Need, uh, yeah, they don't need to spread that that pattern. And if there is, I hope it's been recalled by now. Yeah. It's just a warehouse of completely haunted yeah, you know, ghost Yeah, you know furniture. this is the 80s yeah. because it wasn't a huge manufacturer recall. That yeah. But what can f- haunted furniture do? Just slide around? I'm so glad you asked. Adam? Uh, after Alan and Debbie Tallman bought the bunk bed from a secondhand shop and moved it into their home on Larrabee Street, strange things started happening immediately. The radio carry would mm-hmm. switch stations on its own. That's great. So Love that. Uh, the children saw an ugly old woman in their room. She's back. A hag. Here comes the hag. <laughs> Hag's back. She had long black hair and a glow like fire. Was it Mrs. Duty? No, it wasn't Mrs. Duty. It wasn't Damn Mrs. Duty. Mrs. Duty's a real woman. Mrs. Duty's nice. The hag is like, I don't know. Old hags back, all right. 
great. <laughs> Doors banged open and shut. A chair rocked by itself. And See? disembodied voices called out from empty this rooms. This is some good ghost We're shit. We're bunk beds. I want the top bunk. <laughs> I, uh... I'm telling you. The the Tallmans decided to bring in their pastor, who said he felt the presence of the devil and blessed the house. Straight up devil. But devil Akins. De- de- yep. Right? But Devil Ants. Devil Ants. Devil Ants. Devil Ants. But the activity continued, and their son Danny soon became so scared he no longer wanted to stay in the house. And one day Alan walked into the house shouting at the top of his lungs. Now, here comes some Zach Baggins shit. Mm -hmm. Walked in the house shouting at the top of his lungs, pick on me. Leave my kids alone. Yep. Back off, dude. And the the next day, whatever entity was inhabiting his home took him up on that. Switched it up. And he heard a voice from the garage say, come here. And when he went to investigate, he saw the orange glow of fire inside with red eyes staring at him through the garage door. But he didn't do anything. That's enough, don't you think? No. Just the apparition? No. Yeah, you just poke your head in. Can I uh can I grab the WD forty? I mean that's out fucking... of the corner? Yeah, be right in, right out. Yeah, it's like Fine. No, you would never go in that yeah. garage ever again. Just hands it out. No. Nope. Hand made of smoke, <laughs> just hands it to if you. If I saw that shit, I'd, I'd be like, sorry guys. Can we you have... get that shelf up there? I can't <laughs> quite reach it. We're buying all new Christmas decorations from now on. We're never going in the garage again. We're getting a new car. <laughs> Goodbye. What if it helps you clean and shit? The, that's an orange fire monster is not no, going to help you clean. I think it's fine. So later, like this apparently didn't make them flee the house. No. Uh, later, they're sleeping in a single bedroom with all of the kids. See, that's how you know it's some real shit when yeah. they all end up sleeping in the same yeah. room together. And Alan witnessed a fog rise out of the floor. It turned into flames with green eyes. And this time, a voice emanated out of it and said, you're dead. And then it was gone. And a few days later, a relative of the family spent the evening at the house babysitting. And uh, they were a skeptic of the paranormal. This relative became a believer by the time they returned. Having witnessed a horrific figure, the Tallmans fled their home that night in the dead of Wisconsin winter. So what I want to do for April Fool's Day this year is get a spare key to Jeff's house. (laughs) (laughs) While you guys are recording, because Raquel will be here too, I'll sneak under his bed, and then when he just starts to fall asleep, I'll pop out and be like, you're dead. (laughs) Like a weird British accent. With that accent? voice? <laughs> you're you're <all> dead. <laughs> Hello. You're dead then. I just imagine him punching me in the face and not caring. <laughs> just going right back to sleep. You're Probably dead. wouldn't even wake up. He'd just punch you in his I sleep. I don't know where you got that. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. You're dead then. Hey, governor. Yeah. Wake up. Oh, I believe you're dead, you are. <laughs> Fancy a biscuit in the afterlife. Jeff's like, huh? He's like, I'm not dead. I'm laying right here. This is so stupid. I mean, he sleeps with his Boston hat on, too. <laughs> Gary, what the, the fuck? The ghost is wearing a Boston hat, too. Yeah. You know, that uh, story reminded me once of a fortune cookie my dad got, and he, he opened it, and it just said, you're doomed. Oof. <laughs> Yikes. It was true. Well, aren't we all sort of? We're all uh, going to die. It really, I don't know. <laughs> Looking at my dad, it was pretty funny. And then when he turns it over, what were his lucky numbers? Yeah, I don't remember that part, but it, my whole family. Just 666. We were at Gladstones, <laughs> I think. It was like, it was so weird. Anyway. <laughs> Why did they have Chinese? 
Okay, I guess cookies it, 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 could, a... it couldn't have been Gladstones now that you say that. It was like an oceanfront restaurant and we all got fortune cookies and it said you're doomed. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I want that fortune cookie. So let's talk about our last item. This one is a doozy. This one's fucked up. It, it's fucked up the decision making among the people who I don't think you can even call come it across this is really mm-hmm. fucked up. Uh, it's called the Conjure Chest. This is from an article called the Freak Geek or a website called thefreakgeek.org, April tenth, two thousand fifteen. Jacob Cooley's cursed chest. Sure. A uh, hundred and fifty years ago, Jacob Cooley was a slave owner in Kentucky. Found out his wife was pregnant and demanded a chest of drawers from one of his talented slaves, Jose. As I you do. It's Hosea. It could be, yeah. I don't yeah, know. it's Hosea. <laughs> Jose. No, that would be now. <laughs> and you wouldn't be allowed to call him a slave. You'd just have to call him an employee. So Hosea got to work and crafted a lovely chest of drawers. Sure. That for some reason Jacob Cooley hated. Did not like those. And he declared it unfit for his unborn child. And in a rage, he beat Hosea to death. Pretty sure he just wanted to beat Hosea to death. Yeah, that's a huge overreaction. But at least he got a chest of drawers out of it. That's true. That's true. Win-win for for this this asshole. Well, almost. The the problem is the the other slaves were so upset to hear about this, they decided to seek vengeance from a local conjuring man. You know, as one does again, Mm -hmm. and a death curse was placed on the chest to carry on through Cooley's lineage. Death chest. A drawer was sprinkled with owl's blood while a chant was sung and thus began the terrible curse. It's weird. It's all you need. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. And all of those associated with the chest fell victim to the curse, although Jacob Cooley himself evidently escaped. His descendants were not as fortunate. The baby for whom the chest was built died soon after birth. Uh, the chest was in his nursery, so apparently it was fit for this baby. Mm-hmm. This asshole just didn't want to pay. His brother inherited the chest, and he was stabbed to death by his personal assistant. Sure. Jacob- I like that you just changed it. Possible. Uh, oh, pers- personal servant? Wait, just what change if- it to personal You said assistant. personal assistant. You modern dated. Oh, yeah. You I just baggaged it. I did. I baggaged it. Uh, Jacob Cooley had another son, John, who inherited one of his father's many plantations, Young man led a serene bachelor's life until a vivacious young woman, barely out of her teens, came into his life. Her name was Ellie, and she soon married John, who was much older than her, and the couple inherited the cursed chest. Throw this fucking chest away! That's a bad wedding Quit gift. giving it to people. Uh, but it's probably like a Ouija board where you're not supposed to throw it away. Yeah, it could Ouija be. Ouija boards and cursed chests. Knowing of the tragedies that had happened to her husband's siblings before, she hid the chest in an attic. And meanwhile, Jacob Cooley's youngest daughter, Melinda, eloped with an Irishman named Sean. This makes me sad. Yeah. With nowhere to live, Melinda turned to Ellie. John and Ellie had done well and had accumulated several farms in Tennessee. They turned over one of these to Sean and Melinda to work. While Melinda bore her young husband a brood of children and worked from sunrise to sunset, Sean hated the farm life. Mm, I mean, he's Irish. He just wants to party. Yeah. He's a city boy. And this is where it gets weird. Ellie uh, tried to help save the marriage, but Sean ran off. Melinda was all bummed out. So to try and cheer up Melinda, what's she do? She gives her that cursed chest. Forgetting that it was cr- somehow yeah. conveniently forgetting it was I cursed. I still think giving someone used furniture is a weird move to try and make them feel better. Yeah, yeah. Period. I, mm-hmm. I could tell you're down. I brought this fucking Here. wooden box over. Here. Do you need to store stuff in something? Do you feel better now? Uh, within days of receiving the chest, Sean left Melinda for the roaring nightlife of New Orleans. Not a bad move. Melinda soon took to her bed exhausted and depressed. She soon died. 
So shortly after his wife's death, the curse fell on Sean. Good. <laughs> finger me. All right. He was killed when a that was a weak finger. There we Do go. Do it like give me in there it. There we go. He was killed when a gangplank from a riverboat hit him in the head. I love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, John Cooley was left to find homes for Melinda and Sean's orphans. He assigned many of them to family members, but the youngest, a tod- toddler named Evelyn, ran up to John with her little arms outstretched. He took her back to his home. There she grew into an intelligent and beautiful young woman. Not long after her teaching career began, she became a teacher. She met and married a man named Malcolm Johnson. As a wedding gift, Ellie oh, gave him what? Oh, the, the chest. chest. Ellie gave him the chest. Come on, Ellie, get your act together. And they the the curse went dormant for a few years, and Evelyn and Malcolm had kids, and uh, one of those kids married a man that she loved, and they rode off for their honeymoon, leaving their wedding gown in her mother's possessions. No. Evelyn decided to use the old chest her adopted mother gave her so many years before to store Annabella's gown. Arabella. Arabella. And the curse was no longer dormant after that. Arabella's child died soon after. No, husband. What? Arabella's husband died quite unexpectedly. Arabella's child died. The curse was no longer dormant. Arabella's child died soon after. Her husband died, though, too. Where? At the sentence above. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that got (sighs) confusing. (sighs) You guys threw me for a loop on that one. Yeah, that got intense. So Arabella's child and husband it's died. When I drink for everyone. <laughs> I would have noticed that. And from here, there's just a series of people inheriting this chest. And despite people in the family, everyone who stores clothes in this chest dies. But that's what every person who gets this chest does. They store clothes in it. I think it's a great metaphor for family. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I, you know, I mean... Also, horrible things happened to people back then all the time. <clears throat> infantile paralysis being amongst one of the worst ones. Could you imagine being an infant, like, well, hap- yeah, I mean, and paralyzed? Well, so then, so then what? Well, I think in, you you wouldn't know any different at that time, so that's not a big deal. But for your parents, that would be a big deal, and then it becomes a big deal for you. Yeah. So, so there's. <laughs> I like it. a son was stabbed in the hand. Yeah, that's he had he- clothes in the chest. Yep, we got a hand. Yeah, clothes in a, a the family. chest. Clothes in the chest. A f- I don't know. friend I of the family. Like that's a hook. Yeah, it is to something. A friend of the family stored his hunting clothes in the chest. He was shot in a hunting Want accident. Want somebody to you put clothes in the chest? And on and on it went until the curse had claimed sixteen victims. All of them had stored their clothing in the chest. Just at don't, one time. Just don't. And this is this is far and away my favorite part. Uh, one of the people who eventually comes to own this uh, begins to believe that the cur- believe in the curse and decided to put a stop to it. She talked to an African-American friend of hers, Annie, who was a bit of a conjuring woman herself. And she told the curse, she told her the curse could be broken if three conditions were met. First, Mrs. Hudson would have to be given a dead owl without her having to ask for one. Well, that's easy because I, yeah. I don't know anybody. Yeah. I've, I've never like giving C's candies at the holidays. Yeah, I've never had to ask you, for a dead owl. Right. People, just, I mean, you come to expect it. I've never asked for a dead anything, but sometimes you get it. Yeah, sometimes you get it. <clears throat> okay, so that's step one. S- step two: the green leaves of a willow tree had to be boiled from sun up to sundown. The dead owl had to remain in sight. So, the, <laughs> so. don't break eye contact with the owl when you're <laughs> boiling the willow Wait, tree. So you just leaves. you just leave it in the kitchen while you're you just set it there. 
Set put the, it and forget put, it. Put Set your, it and forget it. Put your boiled willow tree leaf recipe on its beak. I, mm-hmm. So far, this seems very doable. Oh, yeah. It all seems... And yeah, the third thing... Maybe you turn it into like one of those spinning spice racks. I have one of those. Is it a dead owl? Could be. Yeah. I'm going to turn it into one. You just put the dead owl on the Lazy Susan. You get bored. You just start spinning it around. <laughs> and the third thing that she had to do, the boiled liquid, had to be buried in a jug with its handle facing east... Toward the rising sun below a flowering bush. Got it? Good. Got it. Good. So as luck would have it, a a friend of Mrs. Hudson's son gave her a stuffed owl. And she was able to break the curse of the conjuring chest, apparently. I mean, I don't want to spoil things, but you guys need, you, you know now what you're both getting for Christmas. Taxidermied owls. You didn't ask for it, so... I'm not going to ask for it in case I ever need to. Yeah, if this I, conversation ever comes up, I'm going to go, hey, funny you mentioned that. Right. I have a dead owl that was given to me without asking. I Yeah. I'm hoping I forget this by Christmas. I like things where I get to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a hard person to buy gifts for, like just in general. Can you just buy cards. a wine? Chili's gift cards. We get we, <laughs> I like uh, any sort of chain restaurant gift card. Chet Wilde has hundreds of dollars in Applebee's gift cards. because You guys his, are a match made in I heaven. I feel like me and Chet might be a match made in heaven. His grandmother sent him a <laughs> Applebee's gift card once, and he told her how much he liked the ribs. So now she sends him Applebee's gift cards every year since, and there's no Applebee's here. So he's just got, <laughs> she's got a stack of Applebee's there's, there's gift one, cards. There's one by my work in Anaheim. We oh, is there? Make the trip. Yeah, uh, it's you know. He's trying to get them to sponsor fastball at Chet's. I'm sure it's. Possible. Yes, they're very prevalent in the Inland Empire as well. Oh, nice! When what a surprise! Chino Hills. Lots of Applebee's the in the Inland Empire. Didn't see that coming. Crazy. Huh. So haunted items. That's. But I feel like you really hit it out of the park with the last one. Sixteen, yeah, the, a, a body count of sixteen is a yeah. The conjure that's a box. cursed. That's a cursed piece of furniture. I want to own the conjure box and just never put anything in it. You're gonna accidentally just sit there and Adam, look at don't it. Don't do it. I guarantee you that someone will accidentally put something in that chest. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can you, get my hands on. I work in a in a in an industry. We do all we do all cabinets and drawers. <laughs> the whole showroom is filled with cabinets and drawers. There is something in every single drawer. Fine. People put things in drawers. It's just a weird thing that people do. I'm still getting a conjure No, box. I can't let you get a con- <laughs> I want one. Don't you like how I just went you know into a very sincere warning <laughs> yeah. about... Oh, are we towing? <laughs> oh. We're towing. Protected towing. I <laughs> All right, have a sock I just, on. I'm not towing anybody. <laughs> Tell That's me. okay. No, I'm not towing you. Tell me. I'll tell you. Oh, are we- God. <laughs> I think maybe I should mm. go across... That this would be oh, yeah, this would be like playing. This is okay. what the unicorn like card guy was trying to get to. No ball. <laughs> I'm gonna have rose petals on this table next time we record. <laughs> Good. Thousands of them. Good. That would It'll that bring would, back the sweetest slash most terrifying. That would be so scary. We're gonna get that. We're life. gonna get that little person back in here. Good. We're Instagram friends. I could actually. I could bring him on. The Don't do. You're gonna kill Carrie. You're gonna bring all the crazies back to Carrie. I'm into it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think I can. I always want to die. I'm fine. All right. We should get out of here. We have to yeah. record another thing. Do yeah. we have anything to plug? Carrie, you're on tour soon. Yay! Yeah. But I really want, this is what I'm going to, okay, so two things I want to talk about. One, uh, Hollywood Improv, Thursday, April 6th at 8 p.m., uh, San Diego Comedy Palace on uh, Saturday the 8th at 7.30 p.m., and then Gaslamp in Long Beach 
Sunday the 9th at 7 p.m. Awesome. The next thing I would like to talk about is I want this to catch on. Clothes in the chest. Clothes in the chest. (laughs) If you want somebody to die, you put clothes in the chest. I I don't know why it won't. I mean, I think it's going to sweep the nation. I also like that you listed three career building opportunities. (laughs) Brush that aside almost immediately for your hook. Yeah. Clothes in the chest. That will be the name of this episode. <laughs> Closing the chest. We're going to get it to catch on. Good. Carrie, I'm telling you, this is her gift in life. As hooks. as insane as that, I didn't find as hooks, insane as that, me. what you just watched, ha- I've watched, the, this isn't the first time I've watched her do this. We're going to end up with mugs that say close in the chest. <laughs> I'm telling you, you right now. You want somebody dead, you put close in the chest. I'm going to hear it in my sleep. I'm into it. I'm way into it. <laughs> so much happened tonight. Caitlin, do you have anything to plug? I mean, I'm on White Wine True Crime still. I oh, love are you? It. I love it every... That's a good podcast. Thank you. We like it. Yeah. It's uh, the only other good podcast. That's that's how we feel There's about our, it. our, like, all... Like all There's the all the networks. It's just us. It's yeah. all just us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Find us uh, on... You should totally listen to White Wine True Crime. Totally. If you like this, it's just mostly this, honestly. It's, I want to be on it sometime. We're bringing you on. We're going to be talking about Audrey and Daisy. Oh, cool. You know what else I, I also I thought we could talk about if we don't do Audrey and Daisy? Mm-hmm. There's a documentary coming up about the Baylor University uh, <gasps> basketball team in 2003. One of the players murdered the Is other. Is it a Netflix and the one? Co- it's on Showtime. Okay. We can do either. Yeah. yeah whatever you want to do. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to – Adam's going to come on the show very soon. soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. Um, very soon, boo. Very soon, boo. <laughs> uh, you can find us on iTunes and pretty much anywhere else. <laughs> Honestly, we're on the internet. We're through our website. And yeah. It has yeah. all of our episodes. Our website, whitewinetruecrime.com. Uh, and uh, on Twitter, at WWTCrime. On Instagram, at WWTCrime. And uh, I'm on Twitter, at Bossy Matilda. And on Instagram, at Kaylin Rosecut. Uh, all those things also, but for Unpops. Uh, Unpops on Twitter. Yeah, it's just all Unpops. Unpops. podcast on yeah. Instagram. Guys, don't forget to try to get Mr. Baggins on our show. Please tweet at Zach Baggins. Tell him he should be on Pretty Scary. And tweet, clothes in the chest. It's happening. Clothes in the chest. You want somebody murdered, you put clothes in the chest. <laughs> you see? He was bobbing his head. It does I'm into it. Clothes in the chest. Clothes in the chest. You want somebody dead. Oh, murdered. You put yeah. clothes in the chest. I guess it should be dead. No, dead's easier. Yeah, dead. Fewer okay. syllables. No, totally. Okay. I'm officially the producer on this song now. (laughs) From the top, Adam. From the top. Clothes in the chest. Clothes in the chest. You want want somebody dead? Put some clothes in the chest. Right, Caitlin? Told me. Told me. Told me. Told me. Oh, we did it. That's that's not as easy. It's a little more. The sad part is like now I'm trying to write the middle parts to the song already. Yeah, right. Can we get some verses? Yeah, I'll put them together. All right, cool. Carrie and I have been rapping a lot. We just rapped on our last episode of White Wine True Crime. I want to rap. Yeah. We will. Yeah. We're going to write a close in the chest rap. God damn it, Carrie. <laughs> God damn it, Carrie. This she was always fun. Does it. I know. This was good. This made we me should, happy. We should get out of here so we can do yeah, the, the other the episode. Let's get out of here and start talking about other shit. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, say goodbye. Pretty scary boo. Caitlin, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. I love you so much. Oh, my God.